0: Hi
1: guys, welcome to episode 36 of Get Your Buzz On. I have special guest.
0: Gabriel Reyes.
1: Owner of?
0: Uh, Reyes and Reyes Law Firm.
1: Yay, I'm so excited. So we start off the episode with having a glass of champagne. At least this is my way of saying, hey, it's okay to have an alcoholic beverage before 12 o'clock.
0: Absolutely. Best way to start a Wednesday, right?
1: Exactly. It's the middle of the week and we can get through it. So cheers, cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you for being on. Ooh, that's delicious. No, thank you for having me. That's delicious. So tell us, what do you and your law firm and everything specialize in?
0: Well, we're, we're a family law firm, and I mean not family law, but it's my family. It's my yeah. dad, my uncle, my cousin, my sister. We're all lawyers here, and we do social security disability law. So, and what that is, is just kind of like uh, if someone gets hurt or gets sick and they can't work anymore, mm-hmm. that's where they would apply for their benefits and we would kind of step in and, and help them get those. I um, and so, right, especially now with the pandemic, it's come being essential to get those types of, of help, uh, those benefits and that help because, uh, you know, when you're without work, that's what your insurance is usually tied with. And if you're getting sick and going to the hospital, especially with COVID, you need some help with that. Yeah.
1: Have you seen it change this year with everything? I
0: have. Um, Just the, you know, with our office, we used to see over a hundred people a day and just we having to close our doors and not having so many people because every single one of our clients had underlying conditions. So we kind of lost that personal touch with them coming into the office. So we've been having to do everything by phone, but we're still luckily trying to communicate with them as much as possible. Um, and we, we found a lot, of, a lot more cases because people are getting sick. You know, Paso is such a hot spot right now for COVID. It's crazy. And it's even if they recover, they're still having some problems with breathing. They're not getting the ability back where they can go back to their job, and so they're applying for these benefits, and that's where we can help and step in and help not just them but their family get some money, get some insurance, so they can kind of continue with their health care.
1: How long have you guys been in uh-huh. business?
0: Almost, uh, the firm has been in business for about 52, 50 years, 52 years now. Um, my, my dad started when, uh, back in 1972, he was actually a, a judge when he first got out of law school for Social Security, and that's kind of how we started Social Security. And um, I've been here for about 16 years, my cousin 15, my sister 10 years, and my brother-in-law is here as well. So. That's
1: crazy. So is that why you wanted, you specialized in the Social Security law?
0: Yes, yeah, that's my my dad and my uncle they started doing everything. Right? Yeah. they would do family law, criminal law, a lot of criminal law and and they always had that kind of social security on the side and then mm-hmm. just they just kept getting more and more clients um, and to the point where we were doing pretty much all the social security law here in El Paso. So um, we have four offices now in Dallas, Austin, Phoenix, and here uh, because we feel like our way of doing business uh, being personal being, uh, someone who you, you can talk to, like a lot of the complaints we would always hear from other people is they never really talk to the attorney. They yeah. would talk to the assistant or they talk to the secretary or the paralegal. Legal. And we always kind of advertise that you talk to us. When, when we're going for your case, we're going to know you because these are personal cases. This is dealing with your health, with your family, and what you used to do and what you can't do anymore. So we try and be as personal as possible, and we use that formula to try and especially around texas kind of use that to get people to know us and we kind of cater to the spanish-speaking community as well
1: yeah well and i'm sure they appreciate that especially like when you're older and you're trying to figure out all these legal jargon and you don't know any of this stuff it it's it's tough and me not being in law how has like the process changed like when you have to go to the courts or how do they have it all set up now
0: right and with us we do a lot of just administrative law, so um, it's more hearings where we actually don't even go to the courthouse it's a a federal building we go into and we meet with the judge there and it's just us the claimant and the judge and there's no really uh, like a prosecutor it's just trying to convince the judge that they need their benefits or or how severe the problems are.
1: I gotcha. So so now are you guys still meeting at the courthouse or?
0: No, uh, unfortunately, with the pandemic, we're doing phone hearings. We're going to start doing kind of like a Zoom type hearings, Mm -hmm. Um, and that's going to be starting next month. So we've been doing phone, just telephone hearings for the past seven months now. Oh, my gosh. So
1: has that made the process a lot longer?
0: Um, it's made it a little bit harder because a lot of times, um, you lose that personal connection, even with the judge, because you we're trying to convince this judge that they need help. And like, say someone with arthritis and their hands are all messed up and you, you kind of see the joints when you see them here in the office, you yeah. can't really express that to the judge in anyway, where they don't see that. Yeah. And you kind of have to just convey that over the phone. And, and that's, that's tough to kind of get that personal connection.
1: Yeah. Well, what made you... Want to be an attorney or get in this field? Yeah,
0: um, I besides was, your dad. Yeah, I I, I grew up, uh, you know, my dad would go anywhere in El Paso, and everyone would be like, "Hey, Mr. Reyes, Mr. Reyes," like they all knew him everywhere. But I was supposed to be the doctor of the family, and oh, wow. I, I, I did pre med for like two years, and then after two years, I was like, I, I don't like this. <laughs> like I was I was it's in the middle, hard. I was in the middle of a lab, and I was just kind of like I. Don't, don't want to do this anymore yeah and so i kind of fell into law and my dad was like go to law school go to law school and he kept pushing me and saying you know that's that's an option you can do and so i kind of fell into law and then after i did it so quickly getting through law school in, in those three years it, it, well it, looking back it went quickly but dur- during it was very hard but yeah uh, my that's where my sister and my cousin are like oh we can do it too and jumped aboard. board
1: what's the biggest like misconception about law that people have
0: oh um
1: because I know there's so many different parts.
0: So, so, yeah, I think the, the biggest misconception is, is that um, people think that it's something that they can't manage, that they can't really get through. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're definitely here to help. Um, but, you know, a lot of like the legal terms and a lot of the concepts, you know, and that's where we try and kind of. Um, explain to our clients that this is something you, you can definitely get through and do without a lot of complication mm-hmm. and so uh, I think that's the biggest mis- misconception is that it's just so difficult to get through and, and you can't really do it and you need the attorneys like we tell our clients um, sometimes they may not even need us I'll say look you just go apply yeah. see if, if you can get it and if you get denied then you come see us but you should have a good enough case where you won't need us Yeah. and so I, I think that's the biggest misconception just people just don't understand You can try and do things without having that attorney, um, but we can definitely help if if they do get stuck.
1: Yeah. And when you were in law school, what are some of the avenues that you were interested in? Was it just pure Social Security or were you looking at?
0: Um, I I knew I was going to be a Social Security lawyer because... My dad and my uncle—they were like, "We need the help. You need to come help." Us. As soon as you're done, come help. <laughs> you're
1: us. like, "You need to do it." They
0: had the job waiting, so I kind of knew going through law school that was that was going to be my path. Um, but yeah, I, I did a immigration clinic. I did a criminal clinic. Uh, I actually did a, a DWI case. That just I kind of wanted to get a feel for different parts of the law, but. Because I knew I was going to be, once I'm finished with law school, I knew I was going to be kind of in Social Security. Yeah. And so I, I kind of explored it a little bit, and I still have that, and I still use it today because lots of people come in with questions, and I can helping with immigration up and with criminal law and, and and just kind of give them some consultations.
1: So is, uh criminal law is that more in the courts and everything that yes. you see on TV? Yeah. definitely. Okay. That,
0: those are the real lawyers. <laughs> I would say, like, I'm not one of those real lawyers where I get <laughs> and do that. That you speak. see on the t- right. television and yeah. the,
1: they fight for everything. I know
0: that, and that's that's kind of what I wanted to do when I was going through law school. I, was like, yeah. I want to be in front of the jury, I want to be talking, I want to be convincing people Yeah, for sure. Um and I I knew, you know, social media was not like that. <laughs> I kind of seen that already. So um but yeah that was kind of something that drew me to the law as well i I liked talking to people i liked uh convincing them of a point um you know my wife hates it because you know we always she's like (laughs) stop being a lawyer i was trying to argue cases with her but um, she's like, no, you're not yeah, a lawyer like, right don't, now. Don't this do is the lawyer thing, right <laughs> She's
1: like, I'm the boss right <laughs> <Exactly>. now. <laughs> I'm the attorney and so, the
0: judge. And she's her 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 arguing style has gotten much better after the <laughs> years with being with me, so we can go back and forth. But uh, yeah, it's um, that's that's something I kind of was interested in, but then I knew uh, they needed the help here in El Paso, and so I was happy to, to join them here.
1: Yeah, how is it with the family business?
0: Uh, good and bad, yeah. you know. Family business. I, I love working with my dad. I love working with my my sister, my cousins. And there's always conflicts here and there, a little budding of heads, sibling rivalry type of things. Yeah. But, um, but ultimately, I, I do like lo- I do love working with my family, being here and keeping an, an eye on my dad. You know, seeing how he's doing. He loves to be around people. Um, we get to take trips all together, so you know it's nice. Yeah. Well,
1: and I think because uh, we have a family business too, I think. Uh, it's nice that you don't have to worry about things not getting done, or the trust factor of like, right. oh, you know, they're going to be slacking it, or they're not doing what they need to do. So that's what makes it nice. But I think the, I think everyone gets so passionate about the business that sometimes it kind of starts colliding a little bit. <laughs> so you have to like just take a step back sometimes. But um, I, I totally understand that whole process of yeah.
0: it. Yeah, and that's we're we're kind of transitioning right now. My uncle, my and my dad. They're um, passing the business off to us officially in in a month, and it's going to be myself, my cousin, and my sister. They're going to be the the full owners. Oh wow! And so we've already been kind of like, what are we going to do with the business? What direction do we want to take yeah. it in? So, um, but you're right. With family, it's like you don't really have to worry that they're going to try and undermine you yeah. or, or do something against the business because it's a family business. We we all, all want, want it to, to succeed. succeed. Yeah, exactly.
1: And I think well, with us, what really helped was that we just said. I think we realized who was, everyone's got their pros and cons. So we just said, okay, my dad's really good with like numbers and all the mm-hmm. boring stuff and taxes and all that stuff. My mom's really good with like managing staff and doing the employees and training, which that in itself is really hard. And I'm really good with the social media, the marketing and all that. So I think now that we've like established, okay, these are your roles, yeah. then it makes it a lot easier to work. I'm not saying we don't disagree on certain things, but at least sometimes it makes it, Easier to, to say, okay, well, this is my area, so don't don't get involved.
0: Yeah, so. and, and then and you're right when you do have those conflicts, it's kind of hard because you see them every day. Like you yeah. work with them, then you go home and you're right there with them at family it's functions. Awkward. Yeah.
1: Well, then I'm like, I'm mad at you, but I still need you to watch my kids <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. on Friday.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> I'm like, I still need a date night. So, so are you still mad at me?
0: <laughs> we have our Thanksgiving party right yeah, around the corner. Like, time. Uh, yeah, thank
1: yeah. you. <laughs> Well, and I would say in the office, it's so cool. Tell us about like when they opened it up and everything. Cause I got the whole like vision of it. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. This, this is one of the older buildings on, uh, we're right off Montana on the historic district. Um, we moved here about 15 years ago, uh, right after I, I graduated from law school, they kind of knew I was coming. They needed more space. And then my cousin was one year right behind me. So, um, they were off on Rio Grande and Newman. Um, that was their first office, and they were actually one of the first law firms in this area where they did the redistricting, so that's where they kind of started the whole lawyer road down here on on Montana Street. Um, but this building itself has been here since 1904, I believe, and some strange stories I was talking to you about. this is supposedly a haunted place, so now that we're close to Halloween, you might see something it's, <laughs> but it's a little girl who supposedly haunts this this building and we used to throw. Big Halloween parties because of that and to see if we can just you know didn't want to mess with her but just play a little yeah. bit around with that with that tradition and so we had the two buildings and it used to be a halfway house and a uh, kind of a mental institution award on the other side and so when we bought the place we still had the beds with the shackles and everything and so we, we had pictures of, you know, smoke in the background with faces type of thing. So it was, it was interesting that, to hear the stories of, of this place.
1: Well, didn't you say your dad, the radio would come on?
0: Yeah, so my, in one of my dad's offices upstairs, you know, all of a sudden he, he had a radio. He would just turn on and then turn all the way up. And we've had uh, calls to the police that they said someone's called and they'd been in locked a room over the weekend and it's been locked. No one's been in the office. We check cameras, don't know who called, but they said there was a 911 call that came in. Uh, one of the radio stations actually came in here a few years ago, and they left like a microphone. Yeah. And supposedly there was a uh, and and when you listen to it, it sounds like a help me. It's like help me in the background. So that's kind of uh... that
1: freaks me out. <laughs> I'm like.
0: <laughs> so it's and she's always been you know the little we've seen we've had clients that they say they've seen a little girl walking the halls or um, upstairs and so. Oh my God. Yeah, and her her name is supposedly Anita. So we just. We, we have our friendly presence here in the office. So
1: are you guys here after hours when it dark? Oh,
0: I try not to be. Yeah, I love <laughs> this, this how you're <laughs> like,
1: okay, now, but, I mean, she's friendly, but we ain't going to yeah, be here
0: after her. Uh, when the sun goes down, I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> here. Yeah, you're um, like, no. Yeah, because it, since it's such an older home, you know, you have all these shadows and noises and creaking are going around. It's, it's kind of creepy at night. Uh,
1: yeah, just a little. I would, yeah, no. I'd but, be out at five. <laughs>
0: But that, but that was a perfect premise for a Halloween party, and that's why we yeah. like it. And we were supposed to do it this year, but again with the pandemic, we yeah. were going to bring it back, and no, I just didn't. didn't I'm it.
1: sure there are a lot of fun here too.
0: Oh, it was it was, <laughs> it was it was it was a blast.
1: Not a sober person <laughs> in sight. <laughs> <laughs> well, with the when you guys do you guys hire anyone on, or do you guys do internships, or how do you
0: guys? Absolutely, um, we'll, we'll, we do both internships. Uh, we we try and help people if they are interested in law school to try and kind of give them an insight of what they can do and what we've done because we put, you know, so many of our family members through law school. So if they ever uh, needed advice on what to do as far as applying, how how law school was in general, what kind of uh, things we did, steps we did before law school because we have so many different majors. My cousin was an RTF major, radio, television, film. Uh, I was a sociology major, uh, you know, so you can go pretty you much any You don't have to be background. political science. Right. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And so we just kind of help them say, this is what you need to do. This is the, the prep courses we took. This is what you're, you're really going to be focusing on when, they're, when you're applying. Different types of programs that we've done, like the CLIO program uh, to help get into law school. So we, we try and do as much as we can for the community.
1: Yeah. And so where did you go to undergrad and law school?
0: Uh, I went to uh, UT uh, in Austin for undergrad mm-hmm. and then St. Mary's in San Antonio for law school. How
1: would you like? It was a
0: huge things change things. because UT is such a big school. Yeah, You know, I, you had the 500 person classes and then when I went to law school, it was like 10 people in a class. So yeah. I love the the change where it was such a huge environment to that small, more intimate type of, of learning. Um, and so I did really well with, with St. Mary's and in that type of environment and... Uh, I really enjoyed San Antonio. I thought San Antonio was, was very similar to El Paso, yeah. um, just with a lot more things to do, to do. A, lot, a lot bigger area. Um, so I, I liked San Antonio, and then I always knew it was going to come back to El Paso, because El Paso has always been home for me, it will, it, will, it will always be home for me. Um, you know, I did go to Austin to open that, that office there, I was there for about six years, but I, I kind of missed El Paso. I, I, I love El Paso, and that's why I, I knew I was going to be here.
1: What are some of the growing pains that you guys had when you were expanding? Like to, because you said you had what five or four offices, four? Yes, yes. Okay, I was like, don't quote me on that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, well, have it soon. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the growing pains. It's um, just that first getting getting our name out there. Mm -hmm. um and that's why we kind of targeted the hispanic community when whenever we're going to those different places we're advertising in spanish we tell them look we can speak to you in spanish come talk to us because we can explain a lot of these letters that come only in english type of thing
1: yeah and
0: and so that's kind of how we would get our foot in the door and we started using that kind of formula where you talk to us you talk to the attorney we'll be there for you we give our cell phone numbers out to our clients so um I think that's you know the growing pains was just getting people to know that we're out there and we can we can do a lot for them. Uh-huh. So we just spent a lot of money on advertising at first and you know, I'd be there a lot of times it was just me waiting like, please let someone come in, <laughs> you know, waiting like, to like, come on, oh, I'm here, I'm ready. You know, uh-huh. so, uh, I did flyers. I'd go and just myself kind of go to Social Security and put flyers and they'd run me off the parking lot. They said, you couldn't be doing that. So just just trying to get people to know that we were there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like as a business owner, when you're in a family business, when your name's on it, you're going to do whatever it takes. I think people don't realize that. Um, they might not see you being an attorney and going out and giving flyers to people. (laughs) So I think that that's a good point that you bring out is that when you're opening up something, you're going to do things that you never thought you were going to have to do. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, and, and, you know, I attribute a lot of that to my dad. Like, uh, he's always made... He told, told us to be humble, be yeah. someone that you can be approachable to. You always treat people nicely. It's, it's, it's the way we run our business. And that's why we have a very laid back kind of atmosphere here in the office. Um, we want to make people feel comfortable like they are talking to family. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what we want to do is treat you like family because that's the way we've all been raised is everyone has a story. Everyone has trouble and we just want to help.
1: Yeah, well, and I think what's the biggest misconception that people have when they want to open up a law firm and then or working for a law firm that you think that they yeah. need a reality check on?
0: It's the um, getting the clientele getting the people out there and it's you know you'll, you'll do good work and a, a lot of it comes from word of mouth mm-hmm. um, so once we started and, and I found that to be true in Austin because we were doing all this advertising but it was only until we started winning our cases we go down there and do cases and they would tell their family and they tell their family members so I think that was the, the hardest thing was to um, get the clientele and get the word out that we can help and we are doing a good job. and. Uh, Word of mouth I think is definitely one of the best ways to advertise because it kind of spreads like oh These people are good and they won my case. You should go talk to them Yeah, so once they get that opportunity to talk to me then then I can usually win them over and and say This is what I can do and I'd love to help you
1: I never thought about that It just takes so much time to get the clients to come in because you have Mm -hmm. you know a lot more competition in these different cities so it's like you're having to make yourself differentiate yourself from everyone else
0: and we had our little office you know just like a one (laughs) one or two room office and i'm just there in the middle you know you're like please trust me (laughs) i can do it i promise i got you i got your back
1: well i think you know it's when um that's what i tell people when you start off in different areas it's just that's why i love el paso too because when you're in a big city it's a lot more competition. You're doing a lot in El Paso. I feel like you're able to really try it out and see if you can do it and move it towards that area.
0: Yeah, and and I think that's you know El Paso is known to be you know friendly people and yeah. kinda of, we want to try and we we try to take that kind of formula like I said and be laid back, be friendly, be talking to as many clients as possible, not to hide behind any type of paralegal or manager. you know yeah if they if they're coming yelling and screaming we'll deal with it. We'll talk to them and kind of kind of get their, their problems solved. So
1: when you guys do internships, is it more for college internships or do you guys have like high school? Cause I know there's Both like pre, sure. oh really?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So there, um, right, there's pre-law programs and high school pre-law programs mm-hmm. at UTEP. And so we'll take whoever really wants to come and, and get a, a view of what our office is like and what our type of law is. Because the, the beauty about a, a law degree is you can do so many things with a yeah. law degree. There's so many doors that are opened up with that and so we're just one one little aspect of what you can do with a law degree so we want to show them kind of like what we've done and how we've done our business and how we treat our clients and and hopefully they'll pick up something here and there
1: that's what my dad he was like please just get a law degree he's like do you know how much i'd save just uh, he's like you don't even have to practice just get it and i was just like no like it's not for me and i remember it was like just ball drop oh, <laughs> mic drop it's... on that one because he's just like all right what are you gonna do and so Uh, But there is so many entities that you can do I probably would have done it now knowing what I know now I probably would have looked at it completely different but um, I think that people don't realize even just you don't even have to practice and do I think that's what I thought that you have to be in the court fight it out and do all I saw too many uh, watched too much Law on order that's <laughs> yeah, probably what it was I'm like I want to fight every day this
0: <laughs> yeah I, I have no idea like how to get around the courthouse you know <laughs> I've been a lawyer for 15 years and so I've been like, there, like no. twice <laughs> yeah exactly it's like, can you show me the court I don't know anything about the courthouse yeah. that's
1: hilarious so when you guys have clients do you guys share clients or how does that work like with your sister and your cousin and
0: yeah we, we have a system where we know each other's notes and we kind of have a, a standard kind of way of uh, writing things so um, when we get the file for each client, we've, we've seen what the other has done and we can pick up right where they left off and go forward from there. Oh, that's awesome. And then um, one person will be assigned to, to them when they actually go to court and they'll be kind of the point person to take them and give them a, like an orientation before, get them ready for court because I think that's a, the best way to win cases is to get your client ready because we've done it a million times but this is their one case and their one opportunity so we want to make sure they're well prepared to know what to say and what we're going to be asking before we go to the, the court hearing so. I gotcha yeah.
1: well and how like with the COVID and everything how do you see it's gonna change in the next like year because I think it's not gonna go away
0: right we still I think we're still pretty far away from going back to our, our normal what we used to be yeah um, and especially again with with social security you're dealing with people with those underlying conditions yeah. so you have to be really careful like we've done plexiglass all over the office and masks and everything um, but I think COVID's going to have lasting effects. Like it's, you know, you can recover from it, but it's still going to be affecting your lungs. Some of the, your, your some people have some heart complications. Um, and I think that's where we're going to really be stepping in to help them out because a lot of times they won't be able to go back to their jobs or get the jobs that they used to have. Yeah. And they're going to need some help and they're going to need some insurance to continue with their, their medical treatment. So um, I think COVID is, is going to add some complications to people's lives and health later on down the road, even after they've recovered. Um, but you know, to be able to come and, and talk to us and see us, that's, that's what's really impacted us during this pandemic is we can't see them too much. We can't talk yeah. to them face to face, which we were used to um which kind of was our our standard of business here is to kind of get to know you to be face to face with us yeah um so that i think that's been the biggest thing biggest change is that you know we have to make that that personal connection over the phone and so we just do a lot of phone calls yeah well
1: i had done like when i was doing the podcast i did two two or three i don't know i think two but i did them on zoom and I just don't like it like that. I like to get, maybe that's me being Mexican and I'm so nosy about like trying to figure <laughs> out everything. But um, I just couldn't build that relationship with somebody. Mm. I, would, I would just be on Zoom and then you'd have the delayed internet or I just didn't like it at all.
0: Especially if <laughs> you're used to talking yeah. to people face-to-face. Yeah, I'm like... You know you, you lose so much when when you're not there face to face and well so. and you
1: get vibes like if yeah. you know someone's uncomfortable then you're like okay we're gonna <laughs> ask that question but you know I, I that's when i that's how i get i'm like okay i can see how far i can push it or <laughs> like yeah. not <laughs>
0: yeah and that's. Part of part of being a lawyer is, is getting the trust of your client to know that you know when we're when we go out there to fight for you we're going to do everything we can to fight for you and and that's part of that connection comes from those interactions when yeah. they get to talk to you and they get to know you a little bit more and then they know they have that that faith and that trust in you that you're going to go and fight for them as best as possible.
1: Yes, yeah, that relationship building. So it's Absolutely. not just sales. That's what I tell people. I'm like you're constantly having to build that relationship in whatever you're trying to do to build your whatever business you're in. So that's what I tell everyone. I'm like, I don't care what job or what occupation it is, it's all about the relationships you build. Absolutely.
0: That I think that's a, the biggest thing is communication runs in everything. In any occupation, any job, you always have to have good communication and that good interaction with people so to, to know to know that they have they're with the right person. They're yeah. with the right person to do things.
1: So who handles like all your marketing and like all that kind of stuff?
0: Um, a little bit of, of both. The, the younger attorneys, like myself, <laughs> and we do like the social media, so yeah. we meet with the, the internet people. Um, and my dad and my uncle do, they, they still like doing some of the older school, like billboards and uh, yellow pages <laughs> type of thing, if That's they're Houston. And um, so we, we kind of both, uh, we, we're trying to do the new stuff, um, like geofencing and get, getting around, especially like social security areas to know that, that they can come to race and race. Um, but my uncle handles a lot of like the TV, the billboards, and the, the other type of uh, older uh, advertising.
1: Well, when I had first moved back, um, I real I didn't know how much yellow pages cost. My dad had both pages like full, and then when he was like when I think it was like it was crazy like some crazy amount a month like five to eight and I, and don't quote me on that but five to eight thousand dollars a month. Yeah just to have that one page. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. You know how much you can spend on... And at that time, yes. it was Facebook was yes, like yeah. the bigger one. And now it's like Instagram and all that stuff. But I just couldn't believe how expensive... I'm like, do you know what we could do with that? With like Google and all that stuff. And yeah. me trying to convince him to like... To, to just like think outside the box on that. And yes. so finally, when he... I said, just don't. We don't need it. We don't have to have it. Like, we're fine. And it just took so long for me to have to tell him like it's going to be fine if we don't have a yellow page
0: yeah and it's that's part of the the you know the family dynamic as well as like you have to trust me that we know what we're doing and any change any of those new changes sometimes really hard to to show them like this is going to work just trust me
1: well especially with how much money that is i'm like do you know how much i could do like on google like just i could do so much more and reach so much more people than just a book that people don't even use anymore (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that was that yeah. was definitely a process, and my mom was in the middle of that when she'd be like, "Okay, you guys are fighting <laughs> again." <laughs> and my husband too, he's like, "You and your dad are the same person. Like, just calm down."
0: <laughs> yeah, and I love it when like I'm on my phone and our ad would come up, and I was like, "See, look, look." You're exactly, this, this like I'm the doing. banner ads and right, all that right. stuff. Yeah exactly so that, that's what people you people on their phone or on their tablets all the time now it's like they don't they don't look for yellow pages they just go to google and that's where we need to be
1: i had um one guy on lynn a couple weeks ago two weeks or last week and he was talking about how your phone you think it's like to use it to call people but that's the eighth reason that people use it so people use it for everything else mm, but to call right. so i'm like that's what we need to do is just focus so much on the cell phones and to get your name out there and to just build that brand. Right, right. And I think with uh, my dad, it was like, the ret- what's the return on investment? What That's like his whole thing all yeah. the time. So it took me a while, but.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, oh, for us it's conversions. It's like, how much yeah. money are you spending and how many people are, are actually calling mm-hmm. and saying, hey, I, w- I want to be a client of yours. So, but yeah, you're right. Uh, I think phones, people are so attached to their phones now. It's like, that's, that is their life. That's yeah. You like need to be on that platform.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So let, let's let get to the nitty gritty now. I want to know the personal stuff. Uh-
0: <laughs> let me have another drink. Yeah, then. yeah. <laughs> I'm
1: like, that's what I get to. Um, what's uh, things that people don't know about you?
0: Uh, um, well, I don't know. I'm an open book. I usually try, I like... I don't really hide anything from people. Um, uh, I don't know. Is
1: there any hobbies that people don't know or?
0: Um, I don't really do too much. I, I, you know, my girls, I have two small girls and I'm, I'm a big family man. So I love being with them. Yeah, uh, I, I like to travel with my wife. Um, I play golf with a couple of my friends. That's the, the only thing I've been able to do during the pandemic. too. I know. Um, but no, I think uh, traveling with my wife i think has been probably the, the best thing in these last few years just especially after having kids and yeah having to have that that connection and keeping our our foundational kind of relationship strong i think yeah that's
1: it. well it's just to let them know that we're still here we're so yeah. cool we still have fun you know <laughs> yes, we're still alive yeah, yeah, like yeah. Uh, what are some of the because you were telling me you've been to thai thailand what are some of the other places that you guys have gone to that have uh, been
0: really? We've uh, yeah, and we have taken our girls to like to Cancun, to Cabo, yeah. all through Mexico, um, Costa Rica. So we like just to kind of explore new new places, not too far because we don't like leaving our kids for too too long. But yeah, uh, but Grandma and Grandpa love it. They love yeah. having the kids. But yeah, we I think we just even just short trips to Las Vegas for you know just to kind of reconnect. with Yeah. The yeah,
1: well, and I think that Cancun and all that stuff, you can't beat all those areas for the price and then yes. taking the whole family. It's like yeah. all-inclusive. You guys eat and do whatever you want, you know? <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> and, and, you know, my wife will still, we, we, like, we love doing date nights. Like, we'll still go out to Cincinnati Street and hang out there yeah. with our friends and uh, stay out too late a couple of times. But uh, For
1: sure. What, yeah. are, what are your guys' favorite spots to go on a date? Oh,
0: uh, during the day or at night? Oh, I'll take both. Uh, at night, where you probably find us at Palomino when, when Cincinnati's going, or Champagne Villain, or Good Times, all, all that, Lost and Found. We'll b- bounce around there. Uh, during the day, restaurants, we love to eat, so we love to trying new places here in El Paso. And uh, Some of our favorite restaurants, like Que I love Que Flauta, Camitas Querétaro. Um, I love Capetos, but that closed down. So, I know. You know that, we miss that um but yeah it's it's just hanging out with the family now with the girls during the day and then at night when we do have our date nights we'll we'll be out out and about
1: yeah it's a lot of fun i I still have those days but my hangovers last a lot longer
0: (laughs) i like when i wake
1: up and i'm just like Okay, i got to be a parent and act like yeah, exactly. I have my life
0: together. It's like we'll get home at like 2 or 3 in the morning and like 3 hours later yeah. the kids are bouncing on you. So it's and like, it, you and that,
1: those nights are the nights that they wake up the earliest. Yes. And yeah. you're just like my eyelashes like right here in my face. And I'm just like. <laughs> yeah. uh, so. Yeah. And those are the longest days. Like
0: literally they'll be bouncing on myself. on the couch and they're just like bouncing on me. I was like, okay, you're doing good. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> I'm like, here's the TV. Give me yeah. a second. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, I definitely like to, to have fun. We still go out. And El Paso, like I said, is, is, is such a fun place. And, you know, it's so sad. And with the pandemic, we can't go out and see our friends. Uh, you know, I know.
1: It's so weird right now. It's I think that everyone's trying to do the best. And then, you know, El Paso's made the national news with, like, I how know. high it's been. And I just think, ugh, I'm, I'm just over it. Do you think, well, and I'm not trying to get too political, but do you think after the uh, election that we're going to see a drop in?
0: Oh, I hope so. But, yeah, it, it, I think it depends on who wins, and we're definitely a, a Biden-Harris a law firm and family <laughs> here, so if, we're hoping that, that that's going to take a better direction. Is uh, uh, You know, when, when President Trump is saying that we're, Texas is fine and New York is fine it's, and we see our numbers, it's like, no, it's not.
1: No, and I think, um, I think when it first... I just think that there's so much unknown going on with uh, the pandemic that we just didn't know. And I think the more and more it's just going on, um, it's just leaving a lasting effect, especially on a lot of small businesses that, yeah. you know, I have a lot of friends in the restaurant business that they haven't been able to reopen or there's some restaurants that have just completely closed down because of that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like, And we were one of the recipients of the, the PPP loans and, and that helped us out tremendously because We were trying to keep we we kept our staff going the entire pandemic because we were having hearings and had to keep business going and so that helped us out tremendously in in keeping our staff and not having to lay anybody off and i know we were pretty fortunate that we've kind of got got through the worst of it i I hope and but there are some businesses that just couldn't survive it
1: well and like like my friends that are in restaurants they're like well then we had to have them file for unemployment and then because of the occupancy they're not making any money. They said it costs more just to open the doors because of the food and like right. the overhead. So they're just like it's better. It's easier for us to just keep the doors closed and have these people going on unemployment.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, it's just it's just crazy to me how the economy and everything has changed.
0: Yeah, especially here because there's, there's so many little like mom and pop type yeah. of stores and shops and. They're the ones getting hit, you know. They're being devastated by this, and it just—it's so sad. And that's why we always try and eat local and try and do as much as we can for the local community. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's sad though.
1: Well, and and then it's crazy too, because, like the real estate market on the other side, that's been booming like crazy. So, um, I just think it's just the weird, the weirdest year ever, and I think. Uh, for me to be, for me, I like, you know, like yourself, We, I like to be social, I like to be out and have fun, and it's just been weird to, like, not be able to do all those things this year.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And not travel, and not...
0: Yeah, and just even not to see your family as as often, yeah. you know, see your friends, you know, th- those were our, our times to decompress and kind of get back to, you know, normal and, and seeing everybody and having a good time, and it's just, it's been tough.
1: Well, and then you have a little... Um, like I had a runny nose and a, a sore throat uh, last week, so you just automatically like I would have never thought with like the before the pandemic that it was anything but like a cold or right. like allergies, and so I like freaked out and I was like I have to get tested, I have to you know because you're yeah, just thinking absolutely. like my parents, what the office and everything like that, and I just it's just it's just a weird situation. Oh yeah,
0: I had a just last week I had a, a huge scare because I I got pneumonia. I, I had. I had the sim- every oh symptom you could think gosh. of for COVID. I had I had the shortness of breath. I had the fever. I had headache, and so I was like, I have COVID. I, I thought I had COVID. Yeah. Went to the hospital, and luckily they tested me. Like, no, no COVID, but you're pretty bad on pneumonia. Yeah. But they didn't want to keep me at the hospital because there's so many COVID patients. Yeah. Saying, we and then you you're more susceptible it. at right. that point. And so they said, if you did get COVID, we probably have to keep you. So we want to send you home. And so it was just it's scary, like. Uh, experience that feeling that, you know, the shortness of breath, you can't breathe and to know like if I had COVID it would have gotten worse and I could have been in you know, in a, on a intubator and it was just it's scary to see families and I've seen some of our clients who have gotten it and, and some have have passed because of it. And it's just sad that, you know, their families are calling saying they got COVID and, you know, they they're they're d they're they are they are done they are they can not go any any do they can't do anything more with the case or can't do anything yeah. more um, so it's just it's uh, it's sad, uh, but, um, you know, it's scary to, to think of, like, how much it's it, it, it's affected not just, you know, your immediate family, but your relatives and everyone around, especially here in El Paso, being such a big hot spot.
1: And you're, I mean, pneumonia, that's... My dad had bilateral one, and he almost yeah. passed away from that. It's yeah. like a, it's People don't realize that one's really serious when you get that.
0: Yeah, and, and, and I got it right before... We had a trip planned to Ridoso, and I got it right before Ridoso, and I was just in bed, like, half the time, and really enjoy it and got back home and went straight to the doctor and they my wife said you're going to the hospital went to the hospital um and stayed there for about six seven hours and then just been recovering since so oh my just, gosh yeah
1: How's your wife been with the at-home learning and everything? Oh my God!
0: Virtual learning has been, yeah. <laughs> I'm
1: like, mm. I love you very much.
0: <laughs> but yes, with our two kids. Does she come uh,
1: home and she's like, I need my bottle of wine? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's uh, like, leave me
0: alone. <laughs> well, we'll talk on the phone, and sometimes I'll bring the flowers and wine. Yes. And be like, I know you've had a bad day. Like, uh, you know, I feel guilty drinking without her right now. But Aww. you know, I, I love trying to get her that that comfort because she deals she deals with so much it's so much with, stress it is and then when you see your own kid and i've seen it, i've I, i've been there for one day and i was about to pull my hair out because like my daughters are there and i'm like just pay attention <laughs> do what they're asking you to do and she's like finding every excuse she can to like get away from it so, yeah yeah it's tough it's definitely tough
1: i think uh with the virtual i feel i feel so bad for a lot of the kids and uh just right now because They're not really getting that education. I don't care what anyone says. They're not getting any type of education right now. Because they, you know, they can get up and go, they're on their phone. Or they can just get up and walk out and do all that stuff. And they're not able to really just sit there and. And, and then also yeah. the social interaction with the friends and yeah, stuff,
0: too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my, my daughter misses her friends. And one of the hard parts is that she's in fourth grade now, but, you know, she was supposed to have learned all the multiplications in third grade. And now they're just assuming that she got in. And she really missed half the year yeah. last well, cause year. Well, because they
1: were, like, off and on, yeah. off and on, yeah, off absolutely. and
0: on. And so teachers are, are kind of pushing forward. And it's just difficult because they didn't have that time last year. And, yeah. it's, and so it's falling a lot to the parents to kind of step in and try and do all that extra work to try and get them back to speed to where they need to be.
1: Yeah, and then if you have two of them that are working or, you know, you've just got, you know, you have no flexibility. It's just hard to to manage doing all that. That's why a lot of my friends, they start putting their kids in charter school because they're like, he's not learning or they're not learning and they have to, they need that teacher to be able to explain, hey, this is how you do this or this is how you do that. And yeah. I know the
0: teachers too are frustrated too. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, wine has definitely become a staple <laughs> in our, in our household She's <laughs> it just, <it's> just <laughs> probably <laughs> like, bless
1: her. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's, it's tough. Because yeah. you said she was a teacher, right?
0: Yeah, so she turned down a, a position so that she could stay home and, and be our full-time teacher with the with the girls because they're okay. so young. It's like you, you can't just leave them there to, to, to do it themselves so um she's at home and luckily we're able to have like you were saying we have her there to be with some people are both parents are working so i I don't know how they would they would manage that because even we're pulling our hair with her being there full time yeah it's just i can't imagine how other families are doing it
1: oh my gosh and are your daughters like interested in doing log do they like say daddy what do you do
0: oh uh no not really (laughs) They're, they're, they they're want to be like a veterinarians, they love That's animals. That's hilarious, so, yeah, and I know cats. it changes as they get older, yeah. but it's
1: cute when you start seeing them when they're little, but they yeah. want to do those things.
0: They're, they're like, a lawyer? Yeah, I think my dad does it, but I don't know. <laughs> I that. Yeah. So it's like, well, I have the family business ready to go, we need, we need someone to step up and take it after we're, done. we're And done. they're like, no. They're like, nah. <laughs> they're oh, like, boy. we'll see Is how it goes. Yeah, Definitely.
1: I think it's just crazy when they're younger, you see their little personalities just really come out, and I think um, each one's completely different.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, our, our, my youngest is totally different from my oldest, and it's just, uh, I wanted a third, but my wife was saying, nope, after two, we're done. No more. Uh, just because we, we would lose that man-on-man type of thing. I yeah. have one, she has one, and if we had a third, it, it'd be chaos. Well, Abby has four. Oh, my God. How are you? How do you manage
1: you see she's barely alive because of it (laughs) that's why she's so skinny (laughs) running after them four kids all over the
0: place oh my god i give it up to you yeah because two with two it's hard enough just with the two but four wow
1: when i have like um my son he's gonna be four but he's still three and then i have my daughter that's one and so when we first brought her home He just wasn't understanding it. And to this day, she still annoys the hell out of him. And so I I think now she's walking and now he like gets it more. But even still, it's like I feel like once she gets to like two or three where he can really play with her. Yeah. Then it won't be so. But right now, I'm just we make sure that she's alive and then we make sure that he's you know entertained <laughs> yeah, too because yeah, he just is like annoyed with her.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, right in my household it's my youngest is always wanting to do what my oldest is doing and so she's they're just like chasing each other and he's like get away from me, get away from me. <laughs> so but yeah and, and it's it's so weird because I, I'm I'm thinking I, I have trouble with two kids and my mom was uh one of fourteen. She was the 14th kid in her family. I was like, I don't, I don't even know how, how they did that. So. Oh,
1: my God. They're probably raising each other. That's insane. Yeah, yeah so. And yeah. do you guys live on the east or west side? West side. Okay. Yeah. Do you, what, are you guys part of the country club or anything out
0: there? No, oh, Festival Hills area. So um, I live pretty close to my dad and my, my brother um, So we're, and my sister. We're all kind of in the same general area. Yeah, I was. I've always been a West Sider. And, uh, I, was, I was talking about how my wife introduced me to the East Side. Like, yeah. I, was, I was a very sheltered West Sider where they never go to the East Side except for Sam's or Western Playline when I was yeah. a kid type of thing. And so when I went, met my wife, she, like, opened my eyes to, like, oh, this is El Paso. This, and, like, is, this, this is the, the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. So um, she showed me, you know, all the different East Side places to eat, all the things to do, all the different bars that we could go out. And I, and I loved it. So. Well,
1: there's a reason why they're the highest in the... Covid range is on the east side because <laughs> yeah. they like to party. <laughs> like our um one of our friends, she had uh, she had gotten it was during the pandemic, so her and her husband got an Airbnb outside of like on the east side, so they could like still be safe, but they can have like their own time. And I thought it was a great idea because they're on the west side. So she's like, "Oh, we want to see the east side," and she yeah. was just like holy hell, like, I had, they just don't think COVID's going around, because <laughs> she would go to, like, the, to, they'd go to dinner and stuff, and she'd be like, it's so packed, yeah, yeah. I was like, there's a reason why, the high numbers are over there,
0: <laughs> and I, I saw, like, a heat map on, like, Facebook, oh, yeah. and it was, like, the big red spot on the east side, I was like.
1: So, what, uh, what are your guys' future plans on traveling?
0: Oh, my God, I can't wait to travel, but, uh. Even just to go to Cancun or or to Cabo or something, Mexico is what our next. Hopefully, our trip will be next summer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just it's crazy just to think like I don't. And we used to travel a lot, like I was saying. Yeah. And so we definitely want to go, and we've we had. You know, before this, we were talking about how we wanted to be with the family and spend more time before COVID. And Now we had we have a no. ton of family time with our girls. So I was like, okay, now we gotta now do we gotta trip. do mom time. We gotta do mom and daddy time. <laughs> we gotta go and do our, our little trip. So yeah, I think we'll probably do like a Cancun trip, hopefully uh, yeah. next summer.
1: We got, uh, me and my husband got married in Puerto Vallarta and that was a lot of, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Not a sober person in sight that whole week. It (laughs) was literally like, we were just like, it was a hundred guests and we were all.
0: Oh, that's how we should be. Well, and
1: it was funny too, because like a lot of his family, they were like scared to go to Mexico. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, it's a five star resort. Yeah. It'll be fine. Oh <laughs> yeah. And they ended up getting timeshares and everything out there. Oh. Once they got out there, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like in the, it's like the jungle. It's kind of like Cancun, that yeah. it's got the jungle, but it doesn't have like the beach as much. Yeah. But the but it's just it's really it's a cool place. Oh, yeah. I liked
0: it a lot. I'm, I'm all about the all inclusive. Yeah. Uh, well, drinks, I guess say with kids. Food. Yeah. Half lunch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we
1: ain't going to California. We're going to Mexico because yes. you know, I'm like, you can order what you want. Mom and dad can oh, drink God. all they want. Yeah,
0: and I love buying shots for people. So when I went to the first all inclusive, I was like, you know what? We get shots. I'll get you shots. I'll get you. Yeah. And I kept on bringing shots and shots and shots. So yeah. It was
1: great. Yeah, that was, we had, um, well, it was the, so the hotel we were at is the Garza. And then they had just opened up this one, Messiah, that was just adults. And, um, so it's, like, this really, really nice, swanky place, and it's got, like, a huge infinity pool over. Oh, nice. So yeah. they were, like, I remember, like, we were just shots after shots, and it was, it was <gasps> like a blackout the whole week. <laughs> like, the whole
0: week. I, I yeah. just
1: remember, like, all of us had so much fun because oh it was just, God. like, and you just see everyone in the wedding that was staying there. Everyone knew it was, like, the perfect time.
0: Yeah, I, I. I had a bad experience in Cabo because I, I'm I love buying shots and drinks and mm-hmm. all. I love having, you know, everybody around me happy. So I'm like, if I'm having a shot, you all have to have a shot. And so I swear I got drugged in Cabo because I have never really like blacked out to the point where I don't remember mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. And that happened to me. I was I was in the pool at the pool bar. I love pool bars and Oh yeah, the and day drink have drinks, yes. yes. And so and then all of a oh, sudden I'm I just that. black out and I wake up with my wife. next to me and the first thing I said I'm sorry I knew I I couldn't remember anything would happen I was like I'm sorry babe I don't know what happened I'm so sorry but yeah, I, I just, and I've never, you know, usually i all have like little glimpses of what was going on and I'm, I'm never that bad, but <laughs> I, I was very happy and I can't remember things, so. We've,
1: we've all been there, yeah. though. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say, well, especially UT, I'm sure that you had a lot of fun oh there. Oh my
0: God, yeah. But, UT, UT was a blast. That's where I learned how to drink. That's yeah. a, that was my education outside of the education.
1: Well, that's what I told my parents. I said, these get degrees. It's okay, Mom. We're good. Because <laughs> they'd always be like looking at, being like, Victoria, like my dad said only four years that's all i said yeah. i was gonna pay for and i'm like it's fine now i said it, it helped me work on my socializing skills mm-hmm. and bringing people together yeah. so i was like it all paid out
0: oh yeah i see and and when i was here in el paso like i really didn't go to juarez too much i was a i was a good little that's you know, how i was i, I only yeah. went like once during my high school uh times and so when i got to ut i was like oh what is this alcohol mm-hmm. <laughs> then I, I learned very fast yeah after that. yeah
1: well and ut's like just it's so much fun Do you go to the football games usually? Oh my
0: God! Yeah, that was that was a huge eye opener. What football games? Because I I used to go to UTEP games and. I'd be the ones throwing paper airplanes at the top, you know, to see if <laughs> we get in the field type of thing. And then I went to a UT game, and I was like, oh, my God, you know, 100,000 people. And it was yeah. just, just amazing. Yeah, so.
1: Well, that's what I told my husband. I'm like, you haven't been to a game until you go to a Notre Dame game. And oh, then, like, yeah. and he went to uh, Texas Tech, so they have a lot of fun. But I was like, it's so much, it's yeah. so different. And I just love, like, the atmosphere. That's why I feel like this year, the sports and all yeah. that stuff just isn't, like. Yeah, it's not the same. I really, I'm a huge Notre fan, but this year I really haven't been watching or anything because I'm just like, ugh, yeah. I'm just over 2020.
0: Yeah, and, and and it's sad, you know. You you'll hear like I'll be watching football and you hear that the, they'll put the stadium noise on and then you look up there's like nobody. In there. <laughs> it's the paper yeah, exactly. I'm like <laughs> like the yeah. World Series
1: and all that stuff. You see everyone, and I was like, okay, this yeah. is just not the same at all.
0: Oh yeah, I got I got so much into the like UT football. Like I joined the organization that does the the largest world's Texas flag, um, Alpha Phi Omega. And so we'd run on the field every pregame and we'd be down there and just, I remember looking up and seeing all, you know, the 100,000 people just cheering and I was just like on the field, it's a, it's an amazing feeling.
1: I Well, my last year, my senior year of college, I had gone, my roommates will attest to this. I, well, in college you're just drinking all the time. Um, but I literally was taking shots at like 10 o'clock in the morning, got, like obliterated and um they wouldn't let me in the Notre Dame Stadium and you have the ticket and everything (laughs) they wouldn't let me in so my friends were like um they were just like what are you gonna do so I was like it's fine and I guess during this time and they just will try to reenact it but um I had another friend that was like okay I'll walk you to the cab so you can go home but I guess I had said no I'm not missing the last game of my senior year so I had gotten a scalper that was selling a Notre Dame ticket, negotiated, blacked out at this, at this point, <laughs> negotiated to get me the ticket at half price because the game had already started and I was like, you're not going to sell this ticket. And then I didn't have the cash, so I had to get my friend to oh, fork yeah. over the cash, then snuck back into the suit section. I still don't remember how I did any of that, but they were just literally like, how the hell did you get back? <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Football games are all about the pre-drinking and partying. Yes! It's yeah. so much
1: fun, though. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I will say I want, like, my kids to have that experience is mm. to go and, like, really have, like, the whole college experience to where they go to football games and have their friends and, like, just, I, I, how do I put it? Undergrad, I didn't really learn, like, I can't tell you what I learned because <laughs> yeah. I barely went by, but, you know, as far as, like, growing up, you start learning, it's... You're an adult, but you're not really an adult at that
0: point. Yeah, I agreed. And I think that's what kind of led me from pre-med to, to law, because you have to be so focused on pre-med. And I was having such a good time. I was like, oh, yeah, I think a sociology and history is a, a double major in sociology and history. After I, I left, I was biology and chemistry. Oh, God. And so after two years of that, I was like, yeah, I don't think that's going to be a fun life.
1: <laughs> so. Well, even uh, I, I saw my friends nursing, like the, even the Texas Tech program here, I'm always like, I'm i feel i don't know how they get through that
0: yeah and it's tough you have to be you have to have that focus and dedication and you know i just i was having such a good time i was like no i i I think i could be a lawyer and still still yeah you're like i'm still good and and, and that was true by the way i became a lawyer and i came back to el paso and i was hitting every every bar up
1: here. (laughs) hey you know i think i think every person has their way of like living and having fun and stuff and i think that if you're a social person, it's really hard to do the, yeah. medical, <laughs> the medical field. That was like, no.
0: Yeah, and, and, it's, and the, see, that's where I met my wife at one of those uh, best of the best parties, and we were having a good time, and that's how what I fell in love with is just, you know, she's such a social butterfly, and I loved myself how I was with her, so yeah. it's just fun.
1: Well, I think it's fun when you can go out and, like, um, you don't have to worry that she's okay or you're okay. You guys can just have fun together yeah, and, and have a good time, especially the older you get, you forget that there's still that fun person inside of you. <laughs> yeah. Especially being parents, because the kids, oh. they suck the life out of you. They do, and I love them, but they do.
0: <laughs> yeah, see, I, I have that fun person, but it's just the recovery time. time. It's so yeah, much tougher. it, it is a
1: lot longer. I,
0: I used to be able to go out, like, you know, night after night, and night now I night, need, like, two days to recoup after a night of drinking.
1: Well, it was funny, because Labor Day weekend, my parents were like, uh, my husband's parents they have a house up in Alto and Riodosa mm. and they were like well you can spend Labor Day and then we'll all help with the kids so you guys can have like a weekend to yourself and we're like yes we have <laughs> and I ha- we hadn't had a weekend alone without the kids in a long time
0: yeah.
1: without both of them because usually you know they'll take one or you know so I remember we're both like yeah we're gonna party we're gonna have fun and like we get there and the first thing we do is take a nap <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: I was sleeping because it was a very, very valuable Yeah, moment. I was like,
1: oh, we'll get to that later. <laughs>
0: yeah. I have to take my nap before we go out drinking. All yeah. The and then we go out. And <laughs> yeah. then you're like,
1: okay. And yeah. and that's what happened. And then we'd be in bed by 10. So it, was, it worked out perfect. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we've, we've done a lot of the uh, alcohol delivery to the house. Yeah. So we've been, during this pandemic, since we can't drink out, out in the bars, yeah. we'll, my wife and I will just have fun at the house.
1: Have you been to Total Wines yet?
0: I have. I loved it. And we had a Total Wine in Austin. We go there all the time. And then when we heard it opened here in El Paso, we were like, yes, we went out there.
1: People have not. that's what I, I'm like. No offense to Specs, no offense to Western, but I'm like, when you go there, it's like they have the coolest stuff, and yes, I just like that they're knowledgeable about the alcohol. Yeah,
0: right? I, I love it. Yeah, we will, and I just wish there was one on the west side, you know, because we'll, we'll travel all the way to the east side to get yeah. to go there, but I just want one on the west side. I hope
1: You're so. like, come on. Come on now. Well, I think, I'm think i surprised there isn't one like where Cabela's and that area's yeah. at, but I, I think it would do really well there. I think
0: so, too. Yeah, definitely.
1: I'm like, they, I think... I don't know, but what do I know? Like
0: uh, Now's the time. Everyone's, everyone's <laughs> drinking right now, so it'd be a great time to open.
1: Well, one of my friends, she had um, opened up a liquor store here in Cotton. It's called Lost Depot. Uh-huh. Or Lost Depot. Don't kill me for not repeating that right. But it's like straight up Cotton. And so she was like, yeah, I just decided to open it up because you saw how much the alcohol sales were going on. Yeah. And then she's got a drive through and everything. Oh, so I was nice. like... So it's nice because, like, Lucas goes to school up here at First Press, so literally it's like up the street, and then you can just go through the drive through pick it up. <laughs>
0: and true. then be like, there you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, one of those, you know, I'd never been through, like, a drive through uh, alcohol place uh-huh. uh, until I went to Buddy's Beer Barn. Uh, I don't know if you remember that on the east side. Oh, yes, of oh, course. That, my wife, she introduced me, I was like, I love this. You were like, driving through all the time. You'd be like, like what, what do you I'm want? Like, yeah, do you he's want? So, yeah, it was really cool.
1: As a parent, yes, and Eskimo Hut, too. Yes. I love Eskimo Hut, like they have the to-go drinks love those too <laughs> oh
0: and then and now taco bonnet is their their to-go margaritas yes oh, love those.
1: i was like i think so I, some of it it hasn't been bad with the yeah. with the <laughs> epidemic i'm like yeah. i do like Got the to-go because then you're
0: like okay i'm good <laughs> yeah they, they give you the little bottles yeah. These yeah. and like, and wow, then you I'm can
1: just it. mix love it up and it. there yeah. you go <laughs> but i was like we went to the only thing i don't like because we went to top golf uh on friday and they were like you can only have a drink Every thirty minutes, because me and my husband are having a date night, and I'm like, "What the hell?" What? Yeah, you can only do every thirty minutes. That's crazy. Because it can't be like a bar.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, so if you go to Top Golf, just get doubles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> just like, make it a good one. On yeah, I, I was like, just get doubles
1: every because we're just like, okay, we're here, and they're like, yeah, you can only order alcohol. Every thirty minutes. Yeah. So it's
0: it's oh, wow. not fun. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, that. that's that was the part. That was the biggest part of Top Golf is yeah. having the shots and drinks all the time. Do
1: do you guys go there too or
0: not? Yeah, because I live uh, right up the street from Top Golf. You go up Festival. That's kind of where I live in that area. So okay. yeah, once once they opened that Top Golf, we were going. Quite a bit. And yeah. And so yeah. That's And a, they don't
1: do the salt around the rim anymore or any of that stuff because of COVID.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. We haven't we haven't been since the pandemic, uh since March I guess. So
1: what has been your takeaway with the epidemic
0: right now? Oh you know it's it is sad. it, it is much more serious than a lot of people are, are taking it to be especially here in El Paso, but I've seen a lot of our clients uh, getting COVID and the effects, you know, the long lasting effects that we were talking about. So it's just, it's its much more dangerous than everyone thinks it is. And um, it's sad to see how it affects families so much, um, especially, you know, having to go to the hospital by themselves and having to leave your loved one by themselves to go through all that. Um, I, I've known so many clients and so many of even my friends, they've gone and they have to leave their loved ones at the hospital because they can't go in with them yeah and then it's kind of you have to fend for themselves and they're not feeling well to begin with and it's just it's kind of scary so it's just uh it's a a scary disease and hopefully we'll come out of it pretty soon
1: i was like hopefully we'll get we'll get through this yes the (laughs) vaccine or the treatment
0: or something (laughs) and just something something at least
1: we can like not pass it on or all that because it just took this year was horrible
0: (laughs) yeah Yeah, this year has just been kind of a scratch like we you know from march to now i just you know we've been at home we've been working but it's just
1: what are you guys planning for halloween with the kids we can't go out
0: yeah there's you know we we were at first planning to do you know just handing out candy but Mm -hmm. then since they canceled trick-or-treating i think we're just going to dress up and be at home and kind of maybe visit our 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 in-laws and my my, my mom and dad, and that's about it. So, and we kind of, our Rio Dosa trip was kind of um, our Halloween kind of break, and we went with costumes and everything with some friends. So we did our Halloween kind of trip then.
1: Yeah. I I just think you have to right now just be inventive. And luckily with the younger ones, they're not that crazy about like you have to do over the top or anything like that as
0: long as they get their candy yeah
1: (laughs) and i have to hide it or i (laughs) eat it that's my thing
0: i know i see that candy (laughs) they have their the baskets of candy i'm always like picking one yeah i know
1: that it's like (laughs) horrible and i'm always like no you can't have it me it's like ring pops nerds and all that stuff it's like the little ones i'm like just get a little bit
0: Uh, i'm a reese's you know the reese's cup spent husband. I'll eat all those. I can eat a whole bag myself.
1: He loves all those. (laughs) All the good stuff he says.
0: Especially with some wine. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, where can people get a hold of you guys if they're needing to get their social security help or anything like that?
0: Yeah, so everything right now, because of the pandemic, is by phone. So um, call us, 915-533-9718. That's the best way to get a hold of us. Uh, talk to us, all our consultations are free. We don't charge to talk to us. And we only charge if we win your case. And so okay. one of oh. the things that we like to do is that we'll take your case and we'll say we can help. And then at the end, once we win and only if we win, that's when we get 25% of what they win. Uh, oh. and, the, and the government pays us. They take out that 25%, send it to us, and they send the rest of the claimant. So you can come talk to us and it's, it's free of charge. We, we want to help, we can help you. And we need to to kind of get you through this process so you can get your health uh, benefits plus some money to help you for any everyday expenses.
1: Do you feel like a lot of people don't know their benefits that they can
0: get? I I do. And a lot of people pay taxes because a lot of people just pay their taxes. They don't really know what it goes to. And the FICA taxes, that's actually Social Security taxes. So this is money that we're asking the government to pay back to you because this is your money you're Mm -hmm. paying this money as a insurance policy if you get sick or if you get hurt you can get this money back Mm -hmm. when you can't go back to work and you get medicare as part of your benefits when you can't work and so a lot of people don't know that this is not a government handout this is money that they took out of your check from when you were working and put it aside for this exact purpose and so when this happens when you do get sick or when you do get hurt and you need this money, that's when the government starts putting up walls and saying, no, you can have it. And yeah. that's when we come in and say, no, this is exactly when they need it.
1: Okay. And huh. so,
0: well, well, we have our whole family here waiting. Right yeah.
1: Here. Give them a call. They're awesome. You guys are really cool, very welcoming, awesome thank building. You. So, well, thank you so much for being on the show. Cheers.
0: Cheers. Thank you.